Hello everyone and welcome to an anime club after dark special. My name is Alex, but you can call me a senpai and join me tonight. I have our chivalry of Shota's Shotaro. Catch me outside. How about that? That is absolutely disgusting and I am ashamed to share this podcast with you now. But anyway, since I have to and I don't have a choice, <laughs> welcome everyone to episode nine of our Sarah's and my review show. Me. This episode went from feelsy of the feels to fucking Sopranos in an instant. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. So we pick up the, the, the show right after Inta gets shot in the previous episode, episode nine, or episode eight. Um, and we find out that he uh, is in critical condition in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And well, I, actually, before that happens, so Mamu is baking otter cookies again. We just get like a, I think this was before the OP. Don't quote me on that, but yeah. we just get it, like a flash of mm-hmm. of um, various scenes with Rayo and Mabu. First, Mabu is baking the otter cookies. Uh, no, sorry, not he's baking the otter cookies. First, um, Rayo is eating Mabu's fully baked otter cookies. And he's like, oh, they're fully baked. It's the real Mabu. And I'm like, what the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> like, what? And this all happens like so quickly. And then out of nowhere, they're just spontaneously topless hugging each other. And I'm like, what? What is going on? And then the otter scientist is like, <clears throat> and then starts singing into a microphone. Yeah, that was weird. That was a lot <laughs> that just happened all at once. Um, I'm also kind of assuming this isn't taking place at the same time everyone's at the hospital, but I could be wrong. No. I don't know. <laughs> the otters transcend space and time. They apparently do. Um, which is something we kind of find out in this episode, but I want to talk about that later. Uh, so I want to the first. I want to talk about the first half of this episode because it does. It, it is almost like this episode is split into two pretty equal halves. Um, first off, Kepi gets shattered um, because he's in the freezing machine, and Sarah a- accidentally throws him out into traffic, and he gets run over. And he shatters into a million pieces, and we get to see Sarah surgically putting him back together, and that was something to watch. Um, uh, I don't. I think this happened the episode before when he actually the shattering happened the episode before, right? Yeah, yeah. The shattering but, happens toward the end of the last episode. We didn't, we didn't talk, talk about that, but we didn't talk about it. But <laughs> she just slips, and then uh, Kepi floats between like. 10 floors of the apartment or I think it's the park or a parking lot or whatever. whatever it is a 10-story building and then he goes out the front door that yep. was just that was that was something like oopsie I'm so clumsy oopsie that was but yeah the watch <laughs> watching her perform the surgery like putting all the pieces together all the pieces are labeled a through z <laughs> I love it was like a crime scene and I love how they did this long shot of like the five thousand pieces of Kepi, yeah. each each labeled specifically. I know, and then she's like putting them back together with tweezers, and then she puts the last piece in, and it's like, ah, I'm back. I thought I was dead. 
That's uh, well. Actually, there's like um, a in- interesting trivia where frogs can be frozen into like an ice cube, and then they can de-thaw and still be alive afterwards. Yeah, that is that is true to an extent. I don't think they can stay in the the ice indefinitely. Who knows? Only a Kappa um, can know. <clears throat> only oh yes, only a Kappa would know. Only Kepi would know. Um, but yeah, most of the first half of this episode kind of takes place at the hospital that Enza is at. Um, he's being treated in in critical condition, like I said. Um, and of course, Kazuki facing instant regret over what he told Enza right before he got shot is there at the hospital and basically falling apart because of it. Oh yeah, Kazuki. I also like I also like how he the the cops and everyone's trying to convince him that it was Chikai that shot into and it wasn't. Uh-huh. I thought that was very I thought that was a very believable scene. Mm. The way yeah, I just the thought, cops I just and the sister were like not listening to what he's saying and just telling him what what he should be thinking. Yeah. I thought that was very uh believable. Yeah, yeah, especially well, especially uh, you know, knowing what we know about how Rayo and Mabu can essentially turn people into fools by putting little pins on them, I- which I believe both of the cops actually had on them when they were talking to Kazuki. Yeah, they did. I'm pretty um, sure they did. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously Kazuki has enormous regret over what he said to Enta about, you know, I don't want to be with you anymore. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to see you anymore because you betrayed us. And then he gets shot. It's in the hospital. Um, and I guess you got your wish granted. Got your fucking wish granted. The fucker's dying. I also like how it seems that Kazuki's far more broken up about this than Enta's own sister is. Well, it's because Kazuki feels responsible uh, yeah. rightly so. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that's why. Yeah, you could be right. Um but they there's finally a um a reunion between Kepi and Kazuki uh at the hospital because uh in, or Kazuki's crying about Enta and he says Enta Enta oh my god and then Enta Enta in Kaba form goes you were calling me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay. And then Kepi's there, and it's like, I turned him into a Kepi, but he's not going to be alive for much longer. And he has, like, a timer on his Sara. Yeah, and, the, like, yeah, the dish on the top of his head is turned into a timer that's counting down to when his actual body is going to die. I thought that was interesting. I, I find it funny how in this, like, little Sara, the dish on top of their head can literally be whatever the plot desires it to be. What do you mean? What else was it? I know that it's been other things. I can't remember off the top oh of my, my head, okay, but I know other things have happened to that dish. I know that like something has been projected out of it in the past. If um, you say so. I do know that in the actual Kappa like myth, if you can make a Kappa bow more than 90 degrees to you, the, the dish falls off and that's, that can kill the Kappa. Well, the water in the dish. Yeah. The water out. in the dish falls out and it can kill the Kappa. I knew that's part of the actual <clears throat> legend. Um, but anyway, that's why the death timer is in the dish. That there you Instead go. Of the butt. There you go. But speaking of butts, we had an interesting scene where we got to see fire coming out of Kepi's butt. Now, For as no someone reason. who's as someone who's been to Taco Bell many times in my life, I have had that happen IRL. TMI. <laughs> um, 
And I'm also, just saying, it's very believable. Oh my god. Um, they use the Kepi butt fire as a transition scene, yeah. but it was so out of nowhere. I thought it was very, very jarring, much like most things in this show. I think that from now on, that's what they should do in Maho Shoujo's, just butt fire transformation scenes. Like, the Maho Shoujo's just, like, start to fart, fire comes out of their butt, and then they just transform into Maho Shoujo's. I'd watch that, and you would too. I have no words for you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... A lot of the rest of this this episode follows Chikai and 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 Toei, and we we find out a lot about how Chikai has sort of used Toei, and then Toei has sort of used Chikai. So one of the things we find out is that Chikai more or less used the Yazuka boss that Toei shot back when he was like 10 years old to move himself up in the Yakuza ranks as hey, like, so like since he since he took credit for the killing so like uh Toei overheard this and then he got all he like got all angry about it um but I don't understand why it's that big a deal I mean it's not like he planned for it it's not like he set it up it's like if it happened, you might as well take advantage of it. I don't see the big deal. <laughs> I, you know, I was, I was, I don't know. You're right. I don't really see it either. I tried. I really tried to see, like, what's the big deal here? Why are you so angsty about? Why are you so hu- hu- like hung up on this one little thing? Like, yeah, it may have been a lie, but it was a lie for your own good. I mean, what lie? The, that that Chikai basically accepted the blame for shooting the Yakuza. But Chikai already knew that, and he didn't seem angry about that. I know, which is what made it so confusing for me. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking, I don't understand are, either. I don't know. Why are you trying to be such an angsty boy? Because he has freckles and his... He has <laughs> freckles and he has hair covering up one eye, so he has yeah, to be an angsty why. boy. Exactly. That's why. That's the rules. You have to be an angsty boy if you have hair covering up one of your eyes. That's true. Um, We also found out that Chikai is just a cold-hearted bitch. Um, literally though that was like no conscience whatsoever no because so they're they're essentially on the lam because chikai is basically wanted by the cops and chikai uses a friend of his who's also in the yakuza uh sort of lay low for just a little bit at least for a day or two before they can get out of the city and um once they're kind of done with this buddy and he served his purpose, Chikai just up and shoots and kills him. And, and he like, was like, okay. He was like worshiping Chikai as like the best guy senpai. ever. And then Chikai's just like, bye. And then shoots like, him in the face. I'm like, what? Like, senpai, Sentai. Wow. Boom. Wow. Uh, this, this show went from like, I mentioned it to you before we started recording. It's like this episode went from feelsy of the feels to fucking an episode of the Sopranos in an instant. Uh, and like, <laughs> that makes you question whether Chikai is going to shoot Toei because like, that's what I thought when I saw it at the time. Mm-hmm. And we know that it happens later on in the episode, but like during that specific scene, I'm like, if you can, shoot someone that loves you so much then i mean cold-hearted bitch 
no, but like Toei loves you so much too. So like the same could happen to Toei. That's what I thought. For well, first I thought, what the fuck? Then I'm like, oh, oh no, I can't trust you anymore. Yeah, you're you're a, a wild, a wild. Uh, I wild mean, card. we couldn't trust you after you threw Inta in front of a fucking samurai sword that was coming at you. We really can't trust you now. Yeah. Um. Well, should we should, should we actually finish that out then? Um, instead sure. of going in chronological order. Sure. So, sure. so as this whole storyline goes on, um, they're about to get on this, I guess you would call like a ferry or whatever to start to get the city. And, um, Chikai and, and Toei are, um, uh, so like, um, before that, um, bef- like they were, oh, wait, I don't know what fairy you were talking about because there were multiple fairies in this episode. I know. That seemed to be <laughs> okay, a theme so, of this episode. <laughs> so they were trying to get on a ferry to go to some island and then some of, it, I don't know, his uh, Chikai's old acquaintances. I'm assuming um, they're other members of the Yakuza. Well, obviously. But I don't know which gang. It's either Chikai's gang or another gang somewhat. Some kind of Yakuza's uh surround chikai and are like you know what we know you were two time in double crossing motherfucker and we're going to <laughs> fuck you up because we're done with your shit so then they it's like a gunfight and um he runs uh chikai runs out of bullets and then he's like oh fuck i'm fucked and then toei uh whips out a gun from nowhere that chikai didn't know was there and starts shooting the yakuza and toei is like Go, go, run away. I'll cover for you. So we see Chikai running away. And then I think like there's a, there's a, um, we switch to other scenes. But when we go back to the scene of the, of Chikai and Toei, we cut to a shot of Chikai just running by himself because Toei was covering for him. But he wasn't even like half-heartedly running like waiting for toei to catch up he was just like full sprint like bye bitch i'm gone feet don't fail me now (laughs) so i got mine you are yours honey but most importantly i got mine (laughs) because i don't care about you toei i'm just gonna (laughs) run the fuck out of here (laughs) i'm like jesus like do you like i was thinking you were such an irresponsible uh not chaperone, but like caretaker. You're such an irresponsible caretaker. Like Toei is not safe being no. around you for multiple reasons. Not just because you're in the Yakuza, but also because you don't even try to save him. You're literally selfish in every single way, including with your brother. You are still selfish. He has like, no wow. honor. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically what happens. And then as you say, he's like trying to ditch Toei. And the last thing we really see in this episode is Chikai holding up a gun to Toei's head after this shootout thing. And it's like, well, I got to fucking cut my losses now, bitch. I, I forget why he actually took the gun to, to, uh, Toei's head. But uh, he's a fucking coward. If that hasn't been established at this point, like I guess it would be easier to escape by himself. I don't know. 
maybe, I guess maybe he's realized that his brother has dragged him this far. Why is he going to let his brother continue to drag him down? And he's essentially trying to tie up a loose end by killing his brother. I, don't, mm, I guess so. It's easier I to mean, feed one mouth than two. True, but think about this. Toei knows where he's going. He knows where he's been. So if oh, Toei true. gets cold feet and goes to the cops, Toei knows everything about Shikai, or at least what he's going to be doing in the short term. True. So that's definitely a way to tie up a loose end if you think that Toei's going to get cold feet and go back to his friends. Kill him. I guess so. And we've already you, established that he's a cold-hearted bitch. If you don't love me, you can't love anyone. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing we see, there, there's like this pullback shot. It looks like a, like a wide shot, and you hear a gun go off while there's a gun pointed at Toei's head. And it's like, fade to black, play the ED. <laughs> um, I guess Ente's yeah. not the only one getting shot in the face. No. Um before we go back and talk about the otter stuff that happened in this so the after credit scene also invo- involves Shikai and Toei so I thought that was going to be like the big hook to get you back for the next episode that was going to be the cliffhanger it's like what Yo, happened like first of all when the credits rolled that was like a full five minutes after the credits I'm like mm-hmm. there's a lot go- there's a lot yeah, it was, I think this is the longest after, after yeah this is the longest after credit scene that we've gotten so far um so, yeah, I was like, oh, well, some more shit's definitely happening now. I was surprised that we basically got a resolution to this, and it wasn't, the, it wasn't you know, the the question of, is Toei, has Toei been fucking killed by his brother? Uh, that was the cliffhanger. Now, we find out that the shot that you heard wasn't Chikai shooting Toei, it was someone else shooting Chikai <laughs> um, from, like, a distance, which is a great shot. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> But uh, it was, I'm assuming it was some other member of the Yagaza who was like yeah. hiding in the, <laughs> I'd say hiding in the bushes, but he was hiding on some ledge uh, out of sight. And then he just pops up and caps Chikai. Uh, Chikai yeah. doesn't die instantly. He gets shot in the chest, wasn't it? Was it the chest or the gut? I can't remember. You uh, cut off for a bit there, so I didn't hear what you oh. said. Uh, was it, um, was it the, I, I can't exactly remember. Was it the chest or the gut that Chikai gets shot in? Oh, I don't know. I think it was like the chest. <laughs> uh, anyway, he doesn't. He doesn't die instantly. That's the point. He, and and they're on this. They get on this boat, and there's like this whole fucking scene that evolves with with uh, Toei and Chikai, and then Chikai is like giving him money. It's like here, feed yourself I know, that with was this. So sad like not as in like not as in depressing sad but like pathetic sad it's like he's realized well the jig is fucking up might as well try and make it better while i can can't just throw money at all your problems alex oh you're i mean you're right i i I don't necessarily agree with it he's still it's this even this in the end makes him a bad person because it's like well i fucked everything up let me fuck it up just a little bit more um, it makes you it makes you look back on the memories of Toei as a child with Chikai and mm-hmm. like um in our fir- in the very first flashback at like in episodes before this what uh Chikai gave money to Toei and is like here feed yourself with this. I think that was like mm-hmm. the first line of that 
And like we saw that in a like a a good light, but now we see it in a really in a bad light. Th- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes him look incredibly desperate, and it's like, no, nah, man, you're a cold-hearted bitch. Just, just die. <laughs> um, and then the funny thing is that Toei takes this like sack full of like it's like a duffel bag or whatever, full of money, um, and just throws it in the air like he doesn't give a shit about it. What a waste of money! I know, right? Like that money could have bought you some good shit. Stupid millennials don't know how to value money. Yeah. Um. So real, real quick, I, I want to end this on like the sort of a. I guess it was the a story of this episode. Wait, with... so you didn't even talk about the flashbacks of oh, Toei yeah, yeah. Kai at the festival. Yeah, that, that was, was that was so interesting. Adorable. Yeah, that was that was that was something. It, okay, it's I almost like it's I, trying to redeem Chikai, but I think it, it more redeems Toei than anything else. Oh no, I totally saw that as a Toei memory. Like I, Chikai is still a dick, but oh my god, that flashback was so cute. Yeah. Um, but going okay, going back to wrapping up the um, the sort of a story, I, I want to talk about two things. Um, in particular. So one of the things we get told um, in this episode is that the otters themselves are essentially concepts. Like, they're not actually otters. It's just that they're portrayed as otters. Sure, Jan. I Okay. I mean, the only thing I can liken this to is the otter. They're basically, it's basically saying that the otters are sort of like a religious concept being given a, uh, What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a corporeal form is the best thing I can think of. Yeah. Sort of like how in in Christianity people think of like as God is this bearded old man. That's but like God isn't a. I don't think God is a concept. Well, isn't it like it a theory? Is. I think it would be more of a theory than a concept. I it's this because like to me a concept is like. Into. Oh my god. Yes, let's have a religious debate. On no, no. Fuck that's, no. That's for, uh, that's for WTF. Mm-hmm. No, that's not happening. Um, I don't know. I just thought the idea of the co- otters being concepts almost... It, it almost comes off as a religious thing. If you say so. Um, and we also find out that um, Rayo has an otter double, which was f- interesting. <laughs> Well, it makes more sense now with the maintenance because, yeah. like, because it's Rayo's desire doing the maintenance. So yeah. it's like really Rayo doing the maintenance, which I'm sure Rayo would love to do. <laughs> hmm. So that if only this wasn't sense. some fucking copy. Hmm. Yeah, sure I the sex that... is just as good. Oh, I. On that note. <laughs> Thank you all for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed this uh, episode nine review of Sarah Zen Mike because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. And you can shoot us an email if you have any questions or comments, or if you have any ideas for topics you would like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. And be sure to tell us below in the comments what you thought of episode 9 of Sarah's and My. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, show.
Stand by me, Onegai. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the lyrics, but I know me neither. <laughs> what he said. <laughs>